welcome to Injected Podcast, where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts and use the hashtag Injected Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and everywhere else. Because we're that amazing. Thank you. (laughs) I'm Alexandra, guys. I'm Deanna. Welcome. Hi, how's everyone doing this week? I'm good. Um, I went into work today. <laughs> oh, well done. I opened my locker for the first time in two years. And guess oh, what gosh. I saw in my locker? Oh, no. I don't want to know. Is it gross? Uh, yeah, it's gross. So Was it mouldy? <laughs> was it something that was mouldy? To be honest, it wasn't as mouldy as what I thought it'd be. It was Okay, as long as it wasn't an animal, I'm good. <laughs> Would there be an animal in my locker? <laughs> I was thinking that might it might be a mouse or something. Oh no, 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 no. Like it's kind of it's a secure locker. There was no mice. But there was <laughs> an apple shriveled. Oh. It looked like a prune. I don't know. I didn't know apples did that. I thought apples just went, you know how blueberries go moldy after like a day? Like mm. they just grow mold. I thought an apple would also do the same, but it shriveled into a prune. And this whole lockdown. So it went like how like but it kind of dried out then yeah, like, a like how grape. a grape yeah. to go like a raisin yeah it was yeah. like very small and um, it didn't smell or nothing either but I had this feeling yeah, in my dehydrated. gut the whole of lockdown that I know there's something in my locker like I know I've left some sort of food in my locker and I thought it might be an apple because I used to eat apples and I was thinking I hope it's an apple not a banana because bananas are disgusting yeah. when they go mouldy banana would have just gone black yeah. and green grown yeah. mould all over it the mice would have come <laughs> literally um, I had the vision of like a, like a mold fest in my whole locker but I opened uh, it up and it was like a little shriveled apple and I showed my colleagues I was like w- wiggling it in their face like <laughs> oh wow lovely <laughs> that's my like <laughs> entrance back into the office and then I chucked mm-hmm. it in the bin but yeah like my day's been good being back in the office being with my office friends my girls you know doing yeah. office things but yeah it office was nice things office things are happening <laughs> cute sounds very cute I mean I went for a walk this morning that was about it but um yeah oh I don't think I'm going in the office this week because there's tube strikes so yeah yeah no, I'm not gonna yeah. bother going in then but um how yeah, was your weekend like, it was very chill chill actually I ended up going out on Friday night because um my friend um, she was just like oh I got a new job and I was like okay we need Aww. to celebrate so just like yeah. it was very impromptu Friday night out um, I didn't end up making it home like mm. not as in it was out all night I just had to sleep over at my friend's house because it's too far <laughs> for me to travel <laughs> that late and um, yeah and so it really just wiped out my whole Saturday and my Sunday mm. uh, so <laughs> literally yeah so yeah, the weekend was very chilled. I was binge watching a lot of shit. I was <laughs> yeah, watching <laughs> a lot of stuff. So like I started off, well, I watched Love is Blind when I was getting ready to go out on the Friday, the, mm. like, that, the most recent episode. Then I was watching, so there were some documentaries that I just randomly saw, like in the Hidden mm. Gems section on Netflix. And okay, one that was just really good and really interesting was it was called Being Elmo. And mm. did you know that Elmo is a black man? <laughs> like, it's I didn't actually until amazing. you told me. <laughs> like literally, Elmo is a black man, and he were and um, 
he's the one who brought like the character of Elmo to life, mm. literally. And it was just about this. It was about this guy's um, life. Kevin Clash, his name is. And oh my gosh, his life. Oh, guys, watch it. It was just so wholesome to watch. It was lovely. It was just. It was just beautiful. It was just. Yeah. A, just. It was just such a beautiful documentary. I really enjoyed it. Is it a long one? Like, is or is it a series or? It's just a, it's just like a like a, like a hour and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not very long, but it's just really yeah. nice. It's just a nice watch. Yeah. And Whoopi Goldberg um, narrates it and stuff. Oh, really? and Cute. Yeah. So like yeah, it was just a really nice documentary. I just really mm. enjoyed watching it. It was so wholesome. Just seeing someone who just was passionate about something and mm. like it wasn't even that like he was really trying his best to kind of get on TV or anything. He was just yeah. so passionate about the puppets and just wanting to learn about how did they make them? How did how are they not how are they making the seams not being able to show and just mm. stuff like that. And just then he just got noticed and just having his parents just behind him, they were just encouraging him and mm. he obviously he did he did get bullied in school a little bit for and he's <laughs> um, a creepy and his puppet se- boy. <laughs> yeah, literally and um his siblings used to throw his puppets out the window and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just stuff like that and um but he would still put on his puppet shows in the garden mm. and then it's just so interesting because he would do puppet shows for like um schools and for a lot of kind of like special needs schools so yeah, he would put yeah. on shows for like um kind of for blind children mm. and he'll put on shows for like um for kind of it for like disabled children and stuff like that and they've just really loved the shows and they just loved him and stuff like that and mm. it's just so and it's and he was doing that from like young yeah, and um, yeah. he got discovered by he got to meet Jim Henson he moved to New York and for like a TV show at 18 mm. or <laughs> 17 18 like so young and then he then he met Jim Henson and it was just like um, Mm. Jim Henson is um, the creator of the Muppets by the way and Sesame Street Um, but yeah and he met like Jim Henson and obviously that was like his hero and I was just like oh my god he's meeting Jim Henson (laughs) and he worked on a movie with Jim Henson and stuff and it's just crazy (laughs) like cute yeah it was was such a good watch it was amazing like that that was probably my favourite thing that I watched this weekend and then I also binged watched Inventing Anna which um, if you guys haven't watched it yet, I think it's number two in the UK right now on Netflix anyway. But um, it it was a good watch. Gets a mm. bit long. Some of the episodes are feature length films. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> literally the length of the episodes. Some of the episodes are an hour and a half, and it's just like no, that's annoying. That literally that's very annoying. It it was it was good, but then it was just getting long, and then it was just getting like what is this girl doing like I'm bored of her Mm. okay why are they obsessed with her and just yeah just yeah but we'll speak on it more because I'm making Deanna watch it anyway but I didn't know that (laughs) until now (laughs) yeah I'm gonna make Deanna watch it but so we'll speak on it more another time when all of you guys have probably watched it all um Mm. by then but yeah that but apparently it's based on like a real life article so like yeah it's kind of like true events but then obviously you don't know what's true because the girl was mm. making everything up so <laughs> it's kind of like I literally know nothing about yeah. the show that like, I have no idea who this Anna bitch is I don't, I don't know what's going yeah, on yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy it's actually yeah 
Mm. Um, because I've heard um Tolly talking about it on the receipts. Well, oh, how she? she was gonna, yeah, because she she said she had mentioned it that she was gonna be watching it and how um basically she'd read the original article and how the article is actually oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I heard her say that. Yeah. yeah. So um, but yeah, and so I just thought, let me just stop watching it then. And when I start watching something, like it's just over for me. I have to binge watch things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just. I've realised that binge watching is probably one of my hobbies like this year like I I haven't been getting out so much and doing all of this like Mm. we outside stuff I've literally been in watching a lot of Netflix and a lot like it was sunny this weekend and what was I doing (laughs) binge watching on Netflix I did not step outside like except to come home on Mm. Saturday I did not step outside I did not see the sunlight (laughs) I just admired it from my room and yeah Mm. and just binged watch shit but mad yeah on on Saturday night I went to um, be at one you know those bars Mm. I went to that uh, the one in Oxford Street and like we're in the queue and like people tried to push in front of us so my friends like started (laughs) did she start telling them that they're anti-black well, so basically what happened, right? So there's these two <laughs> white girls in front of us. I yeah. don't think they were English. I think they were like, they were from Europe somewhere. And then this girl, this white girl wearing a beret and her black boyfriend walked past and they walked to the back of the queue. And then all of a sudden they're walking to the girls in front of us and the girl is like, hi, um, I don't know what they're saying. That She was trying to whisper and then she said something like oh yeah me and my boyfriend blah 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 and then all of a sudden her and her boyfriend were standing like in front of us and then all of a sudden four boys just come and stood there which what? I think were the boyfriend's friends like these yeah. just this group of boys and then that's out of order my friends were just like nah like what the fuck are they doing because the f- we were cold like it's cold we're outside yeah. we've got jackets on but we're cold and I, we were just thinking this is like this is rude for starters because we're free girls and a whole group of guys are just pushed in front of us and mm. then I can hear this girl the the one with the beret on saying oh um, it's like what's your name what, like my name's this my name's that so I was thinking yeah so, so you're yeah, not so even she friends she actually didn't know them yeah so like, you're not friends see that's where it's even worse like there's I feel like in the UK we have we have some kind of cute etiquette. Yeah. 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 And even to she the extent American, of this girl. She's American. Okay. See, this is the thing. And yeah. as well, if you the other girls in front of them were European, like that just, you know, like yeah. in Europe they don't know about queuing over there. But like <laughs> literally, um, we have like queue etiquette. So if it is that you were joining your friends in the queue, like you get then, it. Yeah. Then get it's it. just like, okay, fine, they're joining their friends. You don't join your friends with a whole entourage. No. Yeah. And yeah. then it's the fact that you overheard them being like, Oh, my name is this, my name is that. Fuck off. Yeah, to honestly. The back of the queue. Honestly. Go make friends with them lot at the back of the queue. Mm, mm. You know, because it's just like you guys know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Nah. So I don't like row etiquette. I don't like arguing. But Um, what happened was so these were all getting to know each other and while they were getting to know each other the queue was moving slightly so me and my friends crept in front of the the European girls and all of them just all of them we crept in front of all of them and we were standing there and then we were kind of like side to side and the European girls kind of clocked that we'd gone in front so they tried to move up and then the the group that they'd ho- they'd all brought along tried to move up mm. as well so then we we were just chatting between ourselves and we were making friends with the boys in front so we were trying to like okay. have some sort of connection yeah. and then um i we heard them 
<laughs> basically say like the European girls were like getting a bit like vexed at us they were like under their breath and then and then um, this American girl was like do you want me to say something um, and then right. my friends were American looking at bitch. them and they were like you're talking about us and I was like oh <laughs> I don't want to row I don't want to row and then um this girl, this girl was like, um, yeah, um, these girls have just said that you should, and we were, and then my friends were like, yeah, but you've just pushed in front. You brought a whole group of friends and pushed in front of us, six of us. And she was just like, it's very rude because we're free women. And I'd already said to my friends before, I, I'm the one that like, I will talk about race. Like I, I said to mm. them straight away, I was like, this feels very like misogynoir. Like why we're the only black girls in the queue. Mm. And this girl, this white girl with her black boyfriend, it felt like a stamp <laughs> of authority where they yes. come and push it in front of yeah. us directly. And I, I know mm-hmm. I overthink things and I know I, I like read into things a lot, but it just felt like, oh, what the fuck are you no, doing but the thing out is of everyone? That, but the thing is though, like you can put two and two and it, and it can yeah. equal four. And the thing is, is that like, know what let's let's call a spade a spade okay mm. like at the end of the day you do, you have chosen who you wanted to you selected who you wanted to push in front of why don't you push in front of the european girls exactly you you decided who you wanted to push in front of you saw the european girls saw they were white decided not to push in front of them decided yeah. oh you could try and make friends with them however you and your boyfriend could have pushed in behind you lot Mm. and tried to make friends with you guys. Yeah. But yeah. clearly, but no, they decided no. They wanted to stand in front of the black exactly. girls. Why? Exactly. And we were Why the only group of like black girls in the queue. So it just felt very, very anti-black. So and then, you know what? Um, two and two equals four, you know, yeah, racism equals, you know, that's that's just what it is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, like she was like, but we've known each other for a long time. And I said, look, I just heard you introducing each other to like each other. So you haven't known each other for a long time. And then she kind of shut up. And then my friend was just saying, yeah, it's rude. It's not nice. What you've just done, you you have no manners. Like, and then she just kind of, and actually she said something like, and you've brought a whole group of boys to push in front of us as well, which is equally as rude. And then mm-hmm. I think she kind of, the beret girl, why was she wearing a beret to go into like, <laughs> a club in England because it was kind of like the club hours that like it was getting late and yeah. there was DJs and stuff so um, she I don't know she didn't want any beef so we just we stood behind the European girls again and they stood behind us this big group but the European girls why were they getting so aggy like if you're gonna let people push in front of us mm-hmm. I don't know why they were getting so angry but yeah anyway yeah. we got into the club and it's the weirdest fuck like the weirdest mix of people like the yeah, weirdest be at one be at one and all bar one yeah they always have like the randomest Honestly. mix of people and the randomest <laughs> DJs because it was going from playing like fucking Arctic Monkeys to Wiz to Kids Boys. yeah literally <laughs> yeah. like that like and like everyone was jumping like for the Arctic Monkeys and then like everyone was trying to like I don't know it was just very cringe but because I, I was a little bit drunk I was just like there for you, for the, like, the, that's the fun. Thing. You have to be drunk, but you can yeah. enjoy the vibes there. Yeah, but, like it is just kind of like it's yeah, it's like the playlist is not no. does it won't make no sense. No, <laughs> it's exactly. Like, it's like going to the SU. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's like nights in the SU. That's what it's like. Yeah, it, it felt like that. It did feel like that. And it, oh it was God. just a strange mix of people. And then like, 
oh, like just people just being lechy and weird. I'm just, mm. yeah, like my friends, kind of most of my friends are over clubbing now, but I feel like I've still got a bit of clubbing left in me. I need to um, still club a bit more. But yeah, yeah, that was just a strange night because it's not even a club. Like I wanted to go out for a nice drink and then I realised yeah. we're queuing to get in a club. Like I thought, I thought B at one was, you know, like there, there's the civilised drinks area but there wasn't no. a civilized drinks area at that hour no, be, so, yeah. be at one be at one or by one those those aren't those yeah. aren't the places like <laughs> they all turn into that weird the weird kind of nightclub mm, vibe and it's always weird. like a weird nightclub vibe yeah um those aren't the ones no that, um interesting yeah, yeah. i went somewhere and it, where we went on friday was actually quite nice we went to a place called 12th knot where's that and it was in where were we where, what station did I go to? It was Embankment. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, near Embankment. Wait, what was it called? Twelfth Knot. Twelfth Knot. Okay, interesting. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Expensive, mm. but it was nice. But it was like, it was actually like a bar. Mm. Um, It wasn't playing good music or anything, but it was just <laughs> kind of like, you know, like background music. It was yeah, just like that, Yeah, that's what basically. I needed the other day. I didn't need yeah. a club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like background music and just like and it was very like chill vibes and whatever mm. and yeah it was just nice just like a night it was a nice atmosphere yeah so that was fun <laughs> sounds better than I, I am most definitely over clubbing guys most definitely over that the thing and is, I, these I raves like it. I and like the warehouse it. parties I'm yeah, just I'm not, raves no like I can't yeah do I'm just over it like I can't like even like the thought of like you know like I always kind of wanted to go to DLT but then mm. when I saw some of the videos and stuff from DLT it's just like I don't think I want to go to this what why do, do you get a table and stuff no I haven't been to DLT oh. but I don't, but I like, don't know when how I saw, it works is it a brunch when I yeah it's like a brunch mm. but when I saw the videos from DLT it was one where they had to get where it was inside yeah and I was just like I, I don't think I would want to go here and mm. they keep saying about meeting your husbands at DLT I don't think I, I don't think I'll meet my husband there <laughs> they, they, it just looks like the same dusty guys and as well I'm just thinking like you have to think the men who got tickets to DLT they they were there trying to get tickets to DLT. You know, do you know what yeah. I mean? I, I feel yeah. like that's just a bit embarrassing. <laughs> and like the amount of men to women there, I'm sure there's a lot more women. There's more than women, men. definitely. Like it's not. I feel like back in the day, DLT would have been good because it sounded mm. it sounded like it was good. But I think now, like we need more events. Yeah, we do in London, and I feel like it would be nice if there more were more kind of like kind of nights just like mm. not even like a club night but just like nights where it would be in a bar and it's just got a black dj mm. so we can so like black people would have somewhere to go like um i used to go to ace hotel and that mm. used to be good and like mm. you know um but i think that's closed down now and that used to be good music and stuff and it would just be chilled vibes and yeah. like and then there would be a bit of a dance floor so you can dance if you want to dance mm. but then it's but it's chill because yeah. it's a bar but like yeah, there needs to yeah. be more of that because there's not enough spaces for black Brits to just go and, you know, socialise yeah. and meet and people. And actually just 
and be okay being black in a space yeah. and yeah. actually being like in a space like everyone can go but everyone's got similar music tastes and stuff like mm. that and it's not mm. like you know it's not like you're walking in and there's no one there for you, anyone like to be honest when I go out I'm not really looking for people to be attracted to anyway but it'd be nice but, isn't it? it's nice to go out and see paying people and just be like yeah, yeah. like he's attractive like, but you don't get that all the time yeah exactly yeah it, it is nice it w- is nice but um but then at the same time i just feel like i feel like i'm over that like just seeing <laughs> people outside in real life i think i'm over it i just i don't want to see people in real life <laughs> you sound like you're in the metaverse already yeah <laughs> actually yeah get me get me to date in the metaverse guys please <laughs> get me get me there i want to go to the metaverse bars yeah oh my god <laughs> the the black metaverse clubs mm. <laughs> where they yeah, don't switch it... between arctic monkeys and burner boy <laughs> black people like arctic monkeys though like uh, yeah I'd, I'd like arctic maybe monkeys maybe the ones from outside of london like the ones, yeah, the ones that grew up near white people we like that's, our arctic monkeys I've, and our fallout boys I've seen boys arctic monkeys and... live have you oh my god yes. I've seen fallout boy live like how oh, have you I've seen oh, arctic man. monkeys I've seen Yumi at six, I think. Oh my I god, saw, really? Yeah, I've I've seen the XX. Um, <laughs> I've seen the Kooks. Do you know the Kooks? Oh, you've seen the Kooks. They're sick. Oh, yeah. they are sick. They are sick. <laughs> oh no, I love that song. The song I've got it in my head right now. Naive. Yes, I'm not saying it was your fault. <laughs> yes, I got it in my head. It's so naive. Yes, yes so, oh, that is a tune. It yeah, is. don't even get me. Don't even That's get me started. That's a good karaoke got, song. Yeah, I got a, I've got um, I got a CD signed by Two Door Cinema Club. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I God never say. listened to that CD though. Like, <laughs> I didn't listen to it. We just like we just saw a queue outside HMV one day mm. when we were like we were just in Birmingham. We saw a queue outside HMV. No, we didn't see the queue. Um, my friends knew they were there, and we were just like, "Oh, should we just go?" And then yeah. we had, but we had to buy the CD before, so we bought the CD yeah. before, and then just got it signed. And it was literally like we were in the queue and we got it signed, and we were like, mm. <laughs> "Like we're all like, mm. but um." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love all that shit. Like, I'd actually go and see Paramore live, but I don't have any friends oh, that Paramore's like Paramore. Cool. Like, actually, I have one friend that that actually I have quite a few that used to mm-hmm. like Paramore. If they did all their old shit, I'd go and see them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've seen quite a few people. <laughs> <laughs> Indie chicks. Uh, yeah, that's me. Now nah, I just used to get dragged to the concerts by my friend, and yeah. then, but then I just didn't think about like, I just didn't think that no, what I could say no. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, okay, let's just go because it was just something to do. Mm. And then when there was one concert that I did want to actually go to, my mum was like, no, she was like, oh, you've oh. been out too much, and it was like, oh. But then this person I actually would want to see, but then yeah. I've wasted all my time out going to see all of these random bands <laughs> that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, that this, I only partially gave a shit about. <laughs> there's this club um, near like where I'm from that is an indie club. So I think it's called the Pink Toothbrush. If you mm. know, you know. It's like the carpets. It's been there since my mum was the a child. The carpets are sticky. Yeah, like my mum. My mum used to go when she was younger. The carpets are just sticky. Like and you, Oceana. Like, when they refurbished, <laughs> they were selling like 
cube not cube squares of the carpet because it's so iconic like oh wow people love it and it's this like massive Mystic. indie place so i've been twice and i just i don't know how to dance the way that they all dance to some of the songs like the jumping mm. and the the like <laughs> the wrapping your arms around each other's necks and being like duh, 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 duh. like I just can't oh I, I fucking hate that song smash like I literally have to be smashed <laughs> to do that like I can't do that on the regular oh my god that that was that was me growing up in Wolves going to <laughs> It going to Faces used to be called Oceana, but then it was mm. reopened as Faces. Going to Faces, that's exactly, and it would go from that song that yeah. you just started doing to Happy by Pharrell to <sighs> Mr. Brightside, uh. and it would just be like, and I'll just be like, oh, and literally, I would just get so bored yeah, at this place and just be like, okay, I'm not dancing now. I'd sit and then, down and my friends be like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just having a drink. The same. <laughs> and actually, no, I remember there was a picture on Facebook, like, you know when like the people come around with the photos and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a picture on Facebook <laughs> where like we're all in the group photo and then I've got this one guy, my friend, who's there gone and he decides to grab my boob in the photo. <gasps> And like literally in in this photo, he's just grabbing my breast, and oh it's just God. like, why the fuck are, are you doing that? Like, and For I'm just like, sake. why why did you do that? Just when you know like, it's sexual harassment, Facebook. yeah, it's sexual harassment. It is like for the whole of facebook to see yeah for what reason <laughs> like yeah and like this guy is gay now but it's still just like yeah it still doesn't matter like yeah like you, like, you weren't no gay need. then <laughs> you mm. know yeah but, there's no need yeah just yeah anyway yeah those yeah. are my memories of <laughs> faces and like the SU yeah like I just got to grow out of all of that in, at uni because yeah. like my uni just had like majority of South London there <laughs> <laughs> but you can guess where I went to and uh, <laughs> but yeah so like there were, there were literally what was this just nice about all the places there was a black room in all yeah, of the places yeah. you know and it's just like okay this is this is fun you know mm. it's cool but yeah yeah literally <laughs> when there's a black room like there's this place um oh my god in my college so there's this club and it's called talk but it's shut down now and thursdays was called black thursdays and the white kids would even go around saying oh yeah talk on thursdays is black thursday because it they just play black music. There's a black yeah. DJ. All the black kids from like this part of Essex would go there. Yeah. And everyone just called it Black Thursdays. And it's just like, it's just like mad, isn't it? Like, why, why is that the <laughs> but name? The, but it is mad though, because as well, it's like the the day of the week that they choose to do it a Thursday. Who's yeah. out on a Thursday? But the black no people one. will go out because yeah. there, there's nothing else for them. Mm-hmm. Like how mad is that? Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. It's it was nice ridiculous. though because like that's where yeah it's, like, nice. it's a community thing because in Essex like that part of Essex yeah. there's not many black people at all so it's nice because you get to all meet each other everyone ends up knowing each yeah. other like it would have been it would have definitely been a good night yeah. you know yeah. and nice to see that however it's just like what it is is that instead of having a random night in the week mm. where black people can go go out like I think the black rooms are like are a good alternative also having just like and it and it needs to be 
on a Friday and on a Saturday, mm. not just on a ra- on a random Friday, and you don't know what days to go out, kind of thing. There mm-hmm. needs to just be a black room. There needs to, and they need to alternate like the main rooms, so then black people will actually go out. But I don't yeah. know what's going on with like kind of um, like the kind of events and the you know the industry at the moment. Like yeah, obviously, it's, it's going to be hard for DJs to try and get back out there to try and get mm. themselves so they can actually get these black nights back on. Mm. especially when we're in a time when no one's really coming out at all but yeah yeah it's all too exclusive at the moment i think it's like you've got to know to know you've got to be in the circles yeah. to know what's going on and like regular and to people know, to like know even me where and to you go. can't yeah yeah regular regular black people that are from outside of london or that aren't within the circles of like the creatives it's like you just don't mm. know what what's what well which like, is a bit of a but shame that's the thing because like like I would never have known but like Ace Hotel I found out through like a guy I was Mm. seeing and like he just asked if I wanted to come because he was DJing and then and then I went with my friends another time and then it's just like it's literally from like word of mouth but we need to just see more of this kind of on it like literally for me to find where to go Instagram has been great but I need to see more of these kind of like bar bar nights mm. where then you can see that oh yeah they have a black DJ at this thing but I think Box Park Wembley has some has some nights actually mm. but um, yeah which might be a shout to kind of look into yeah but, yeah crazy yeah. crazy crazy things are happening anyway yeah let's just do a quick quick update of mm. what is going on at the moment like um yeah, we just wanted to kind of just talk about quickly um, and not like, because, okay, at the end of the day, uh, so we just wanted to talk about the situation that's happening in Ukraine at the moment mm. with um, with the Russian government. But however, we just want to say like, there are people, there are people um, who have podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff like that who are a lot more well-versed than we are. If you want, mm. actually, if you want information, like I would suggest that you kind of, kind of look at those channels like for example Murad Morali he's doing um he's doing like a lot of like updates as soon as mm. he sees them and he does a lot of short videos and he's mm. also done a video explaining the reason why Russia is invading Ukraine etc so yeah, I'll check out his really channel yeah. yeah also um I someone else who I've just seen um Disunomics podcast he's been doing updates and mm. on his podcast and just talking about that his podcast is also really good when it comes like to kind of um he talks about like what's happening in politics and stuff like that every now and then um mm. so yeah i'll say check out check out them for kind of like any information about it but just kind of what we just wanted to say in this update was just like our thoughts go out to people in ukraine our thoughts go out mm-hmm. to also like people who are affected by this kind of who are russian as well because obviously mm. this is something that's affecting them too because at the end of the day like they can't control their government like most people in this world can't really don't yeah. doesn't have control over their governments so oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. Jeez. laughs> so yeah we just wanted to just say that our thoughts go out to them and obviously it's just an awful situation that's going on at the moment mm-hmm. and and also to like the black ukrainians who for some reason again anti-blackness is want wants to prevail yeah in at, at this time and but at the same time what can we expect because this is all happening in Europe and 
you know, at the end of the day, whiteness prevails over everything. And that, which mm-hmm. is even another reason why this is getting so much media coverage in like our country as well, because, mm. and even the fact that like, you know, like Diana, you sent me a post um, yeah. today just about how um, footballers like wearing the Ukrainian flag and stuff. However, when it was Palestine and people and fans were at a match with the Palestinian flags, they were fined for it. And yeah. it's just yeah. like, you know, and all this stuff about, oh, sports, you're not meant to get involved in politics and stuff. However, mm-hmm. like, it's, yeah, it's just like when when things are happening, it just seems like um, the countries that get the most coverage or the most, um, yeah, let's just say coverage, mm. like, cause it's happening in Europe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, yeah that's kind of yeah. just, I, if, I don't know if there's anything you want to add. No, I just want to say um, it's just awful. What I think is awful is that like certain people have all the power and it's just out of everyone else's hands. Like all we can do mm-hmm. is like constantly sit and watch the news, hear about all of these atrocious things that are happening across the world. And we have no say in what's going on. And like they have the buttons, they can do whatever they want to do. And it's very overwhelming and scary. So I think, yeah, it's just, people have just got to try and stay positive in the ways that they can, try and support Mm -hmm. in the ways that they can, even though it's hard, like there's all these funds going around. It's like, what do I do? Like, if I've got the money, where do I put it? I think people just really like, don't stress yourself out if you're so far away and you can't do anything because you can't do, you can't work to solve every single issue that's happening in the world. Exactly. And I also want to say celebrities, look, I don't know why you did not learn from the pandemic. Please just shut up. We don't want to hear <laughs> from you. That friggin' woman, um, her, I think her name's Adeline or something from Nana I used to love her in that. She was such a cool character. And then I saw the video, I was like, like, what? why are you doing up poetry? This is not the time. Mm. Like, I don't know why this is all comes down to Vladimir Putin's mother. Like, I'm sorry, maybe his mother yeah. is lovely. Maybe this Isn't has it? nothing to do with his mother. 100%. So, um, you know, like, like blame um, the mom. <laughs> yeah. Why is there no blame on the father as well? Like, what mm. is this about? Please just shut up. Like you didn't, like you could have just recorded that and sent it to your family friends. You know, just like, oh, I wrote this poem. Mm. What do you think? But no, you decided to come on Rihanna's internet and post <laughs> bullshit. Like, please, did you not learn from the pandemic? We did not care to hear you guys singing about or doing poetry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you don't want to <laughs> literally. So we don't want to hear you doing poetry about if I was your mother. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's just like, tone I, deaf. It's honestly tone deaf. Like, please. We, no one asked for it. Like, I know you're trying to do something nice, but it's it's not nice. But it's like, not nice. It, yeah, it's not nice. Like, and who is this? Who is it meant for? Was he like, supposed to see this and be like, shit? Like, oh, he, shit. he was really going to tap into all of the trauma that he's felt oh, throughout his life because he's seen I the video. I just wish I had a mother. Like, no. No. <laughs> anyway yeah Yeah. i'm done i'm done um so yeah just thoughts going out to the people who are affected by this at the moment and just like yeah all we can do is just pray and yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's literally all we can really do 
Yeah. Um, I wanted to just talk about this quickly. Last week on the news, um, it came up how the government are looking to take away student loans for um, students who don't get their maths and English GCSEs. And I just wanted to talk about this quickly because um, this is just something that is going to stop like poorer children from actually being able to like get to university mm-hmm. because at the end of the day um like so at the moment obviously the way student loans work like no one can really afford these school fees at the moment like it's nine grand a year um <laughs> for these <laughs> courses and um student loan is how most people are able are able to access um university mm. education because literally like who has nine grand to give every single yeah. year yeah. on top of that you need living costs like all and all of mm. that is taken into consideration so this whole idea is just about like like is it's just it's just disgusting so basically it says how ministers are aiming to weed out low quality courses in a bid to reduce student numbers and see more young people take on apprenticeships the thing is more young people would take on apprenticeships if you actually paid them an actual Mm. wage like apprenticeships that where you're paying students three pound an hour is slave labor and i don't think Mm. that should be allowed just because they're learning i'm sorry at the end of the day these these people these students like if these companies can't afford apprentice where they can actually teach the people Mm. that they're taking on then they shouldn't be they shouldn't be taking on the apprenticeship scheme at the end of the day the government should be paying half for the student and the company also should be putting in half basically Mm. that and that's how the companies can actually afford apprentice but they need to be paid a living wage they cannot Mm. be paid three pounds an hour just because Mm. their kids nah like if they do if they're doing work they need to be paid for the work they're doing regardless if they're learning on the job they should be paid to do it and that's how that's how you get more young people into apprenticeships not by not by being like oh if you fail GCSE English and maths you you're banned from taking out a student loan it's just yeah, like yeah. it's ridiculous you know it's true I, I'm very much pro apprenticeships because obviously like that that was the route that I took and you mm-hmm. know kick-started my career but yeah like I I managed to find an apprenticeship with like a really good wage and mm-hmm. all of the other stuff and not everyone is going to be able to do that and mm-hmm. I feel like this I, I was speaking to one of my friends and they they suggested that this might be to do with the fact that we've really tightened immigration laws to the point where we're missing um, people in certain careers. So we don't mm-hmm. have enough people working in certain like areas of hospitality. We don't have enough carers. We don't have enough people here, there and everywhere. So they're instead of encouraging children to go to university, they're encouraging them to take these other routes. But then the them. thing is, like yeah. as well, um, just just to add on to that point, like a lot of like courses such as nursing, like mm. that used to be a course where um it was paid for. The students would get the students would have that yeah. course for free. So that's why mm. you had a lot of people going into nursing because it was a free course. They'll learn 
that and then also they have placement etc you know mm-hmm. then they decided actually no we're going to cut that benefit nurses you now have to pay for your degree so now that's why there's less nurses like yeah, you get and yeah. you'd also get more people working in care from like that nursing degree maybe they decide that oh they don't want to go and be a nurse maybe they decide to go and be a carer look and that's how they're mm. missing out on these students the same thing like because I, I haven't really heard of like apprenticeships in care work. However, carers mm-hmm. are underpaid enough as it is. Mm-hmm. Having an apprenticeship, being a carer where you're getting underpaid, like even worse than yeah. if you were working in care, they're getting put off from working there because the hours are ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. a very taxing job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like why would they want to go and pursue and carry on in that career as a carer yeah, and, that, and these so are the things like they need to actually I'm sorry the government needs some UX designers literally I don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're thinking like all of this is just bullshit um this whole idea about okay yeah blocked from blocked from going to university like there's a reason why kids are going to university because at the end of the day even having a degree don't even guarantee you a job so like at Mm -hmm. least having a degree at least you have a chance of getting a bit of a higher wage Mm. than you know like because there's a lot of people who have degrees and they'll go and work in a supermarket but they can get Mm. a bit of a higher a higher role at like Mm -hmm. a management level than if they just kind of worked in the supermarket and tried to work their way up they'll get that quicker so I'm sorry like there's a reason why kids are going going to university because at the end of the day it's kind of the only solid thing that can actually kind of Mm. almost get you and ha- get you a career where you can get paid something where you can live off. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think I think this not only is it classist, but it's very ableist because mm-hmm. the people that struggle with certain subjects, it's usually because they've got some sort of like neurodivergent yeah. um, thing going on. And like my mum is a teacher; she teaches students in college who um, haven't managed to get their GCSEs, and a lot of these children. Mm-hmm. Um, they've missed out on a lot of school years because of mental health problems, because of yeah. disabilities, or because also period, got... period poverty as well. Yeah, another yeah. reason why a lot of women are girl, young girls, and non-binary um, people are missing school. Yeah, exactly. And and on top of that as well, there's people that have had really traumatic lives and have been involved in like the criminal justice system at a young age. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just gonna widen the gap again between like the rich and the poor and it's always ableist it's always ableist and it just makes me feel sick and then it's obviously gonna feed into like racism as well because of course we know we know black children are in poverty like the rates are so high right now and also the proportion of um black children who are just getting excluded and expelled Mm -hmm. from school all the time yeah it's just like i'm so sick of this negative news and these negative policies all the time it's like when are we going to get something that's actually going to help people this is the thing and this is why this is just so like this is why like this one thing would just really made me angry mm. because i'm sorry like without my student loan like i like yeah. like i'm starting to pay off my student loan now because i'm finally on a salary where now they're gonna just start taking the money from me mm. and um the thing is is that it's like it's just crazy because it's like i'm sorry these like without that student loan like and 
uh, like and I got paid like I got given like the least amount of money kind of for like maintenance loan and stuff like that because mm. of because of the jobs that my parents are in kind of thing so I got the least amount of money and literally like I use that money to live off and like that money wouldn't even cover my rent to mm. to live <laughs> like um to go to yeah. uni kind of thing yeah. and it was just and it's just like I'm sorry these kids like they they deserve a chance to to get somewhere in life mm-hmm. and just be, and I'm sorry like with as well with a lot of the universities um say that would accept students who may have failed English and maths like they still have to get their English and maths degrees like but mm. they they work on it while they're do, while they're doing first year and they have to pass as well yeah. they have to pass to carry on so it's just ridiculous because it's like at the end of the day you guys are trying to wean out low quality courses however these co- these quote-unquote low quality courses are actually just bringing more workers into the country you know they've mm. got their degrees they've managed to get something and they and then they can actually go into work and be mm. and work as a as a qualified professional like it's not just it's 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 not going to wean out low quality courses the you i think the universities are going to push back on it as well because like they need the student numbers so they can mm. get paid so they can get the money mm. at the end of the day and it's just it's just disgusting i'm fucking tired of this government like just all the time like like you were just saying everything's just negative and mm. it's just all of, as a result of this stupid government that we that we have at the moment and i'm tired mm. i don't know and but the thing is is that like there's like no light at the end of the tunnel because <laughs> i don't know what these other parties want to offer us do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like this what labor i don't know what the fuck they are doing i mm. don't know who they are like as soon as you think that someone that someone in the Labour Party is alright, then you hear that they want to um that they shoot. they 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 want to shoot before they want they yeah. want yeah they want shoot police terrorists. officers shooting before they <laughs> shoot before they um know or whatever and it's just like okay and then and then as well like we can't even trust the Lib Dems especially when it comes to university education since they like went and did a U-turn from first saying mm. oh yeah we would never rise student loan prices and then they sided with the Conservative Party and let them rise student loan student like the university costs like it's mm. just ridiculous um, they're the reason yeah, why it, I have a, to pay back all this debt like yeah it's about time that a party actually came up and did something but it's never going to happen with like the whole two party thing it's never ever gonna be in favor of people like us because there's always going to be problematic people in either of the parties and that's why Mm -hmm. this whole this whole system just does not work because everyone everyone since i was a kid my parents didn't even start voting until i was of voting age because they said it's the same that's crazy it's the same every time like no matter which way we vote Mm. it's the same and we never we never see the difference because they're both exactly the same and that just made me I used to think what the fuck like why would you not vote for that long and like now that I'm a bit older I get it I kind of get it yeah it's like yeah because you don't feel like your vote actually makes a difference because each party does like they they're not bringing anything to actually help people that are kind of in the middle like like yeah my mum and dad aren't poor they're not rich but they're just always in the middle and they're like sometimes they're moving more towards the bottom end because of like how things are going and it's just yeah Mm. it's not it doesn't ever feel like it it's just 
Yeah. Is this country? I don't like this country. It maybe it's the world. Maybe it's capitalism. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, nice. it's the whole of capital capitalism, mm. and I'm just, I'm just tired, man. But anyway, like government yeah. fix up, do not do this. Like I just, I don't know why you are just trying to make the future even shitter because like you keep, like I don't know what this is about. It's not gonna keep. It's just, it's not gonna get kid more people into apprenticeships. It's not gonna get them more into low level working jobs is mm. not going to like I don't know what is going on and yeah. just is bullshit anyway same yeah um the pretty little thing protests mm. um I wanted to I was I was meant to do a bit of research on this and I didn't <laughs> like, <laughs> um but I yeah, think what happened like, is Pretty Little Thing. They they decided to do their runway show kind of thing during London Fashion Week. Even though London yeah. Fashion Week were like, please don't, like please don't, you so, tacky yeah, so bitches. They, <laughs> yeah, so basically they scheduled they scheduled their fashion their fashion show during London fa- at the beginning of London Fashion Week, and mm. they were trying to hashtag Fashion Week. And London Fashion Week were just the like, cheek. do not yeah. do not use Fashion Week. Do not use our name. Do not think that you are. Don't try and like because basically that is just like a marketing ploy to kind of so mm. it sounds like they're part of it even though they're not and it's just the I kind of they thing were like part of it even because i i don't yeah. really know what's going on with fashion week so i, I yeah. just thought that was part of it until so, yeah I yeah so it's out. just like obviously pretty little thing it's not fast fashion is not going to be part of fashion week it's not like a proper designer mm. it's not like you know so um yeah so that was so but then I thought what was really interesting is that um somehow and I didn't even think about like until until watching so we watched um Murad Morali's um podcast episode with um ex-Love Islander Brett and Mm -hmm. um they kind of just like disclosed lots of information about how like they were trying to find out kind of the 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 time and the place that this Mm. that this show was happening and um because they wanted to stage a protest against yeah. pretty little thing yeah. and it's just like i just didn't even think that far into it i just thought oh yeah they're just doing a protest at the at the yeah. at the show Same. but then it's like hold on actually a lot had to go into that to actually mm. find out where it was happening what time it was happening so they could be there at the same time mm-hmm. and um i just thought like like listening to Brett is very interesting. I feel like Love Island really did give him a really bad edit and mm. it's a shame. And it's just really crazy to think that this is what Love Island does to people. They really, they decide what character you are and mm. that's how they will edit you. And mm-hmm. he was the boring will, character. Yeah. And they'll make you come across as a certain way. And it's just crazy how Love Island does that is and i think it's a bit disgusting as well it makes you think like brett probably had so much to offer because he comes across as so intelligent such a nice Mm -hmm. guy like he's he's the type of guy that girls like would probably really like and really get on with because he's very intelligent but he just they made him come across like he was a bit annoying a bit boring like not really up for any fun always sitting yeah you know just sitting around not really doing much but they gave people like liam so much airtime but liam to me he wasn't giving much like his personality was kind of like like, he was the one who won in it 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like, I didn't, he wasn't I didn't even much. know why. I don't know why they won. I no. literally, sorry, I didn't get anything from those two um, because I was just like, they're boring. I don't know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't they, care. They really tried and to they, give they really them the airtime. Yeah, yeah, they and really pushed them and pushed the airtime. I was just bored. Like, actually, I stopped mm. watching. <laughs> I think I stopped watching because I was like, I'm bored of seeing these two people. Like, I'm bored. Mm. I don't, I'm tired of just seeing white people all the time. And that's the thing. They always do that with Love Island. And this is why I know people are excited for like the new season and stuff and they're making all these changes, but I just don't trust them to make mm. these changes in a way that it's actually going to do it justice. I, I I just don't trust them because there's always an agenda with Love Island. Like obviously mm. every, at the end of the day, everyone goes on there with the agenda to make money and stuff as well, which like, which, okay, that's what Love Island is about now. Mm-hmm. That's what reality TV is about now. So it's like good for them. However, it's just like, I, the agenda of Love Island underneath that with how they need to do the characters and they're mm. only going to show the people that they want to show and they're going to make mm. up their own storylines and then push who they want to push because it was even like even with Amber's year um, mm. where Amber won they were trying to push Molly May and Tommy mm-hmm. the whole time and but everyone was just like we don't care do you know what I yeah. mean like yeah yeah like we could like Molly May and whatever but then it was just like at the end of the day Amber's personality managed to come out in mm-hmm. spite of that and that's literally mm. what it was in spite of Molly May and Tommy Amber's personality came out so much that 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 she won and that she was the yeah. first solo winner of Love Island you know <laughs> crazy but, yeah. Um, yeah but I just find I just kind of want to talk on how like because I know obviously in the past on this podcast I have been like well you know what Molly May good for her she has kind of done something to be able to go and get to go and create mm. this creative director roll up pretty little thing and mm. i don't actually disagree with anything i've said i don't disagree with being like when we were cussing her about the same 24 hours in the day like that mm. i feel like that's still my favorite mm. quote of this year <laughs> i think it's gonna go go with me but yeah i i still don't i still agree with me cussing her for saying that we have the same 24 hours of beyonce everyone you know so like i'm sorry that you're wasting another of your 24 (laughs) hours again with our podcast but hey ho here we are but um yeah but then i just kind of like just kind of thinking about with the fashion industry and even with how london fashion week were pushing back on pretty little thing being like Mm. you are not part of fashion week don't even try and associate yourselves with us Mm. because that will just degrade the legacy (laughs) of fashion week yeah and just thinking about how could these creative director roles like in in the fashion world it actually has such a big meaning to it and mm. Molly May just being given this title is yeah. like such an insult to those roles because say like cuz even kind of like Brett even mentioned creative mm. directors in in the past such as like Virgil Abloh and mm-hmm. um and etc and like kind of other like big fashion names where they've done the work they've done the grinding they've they have achieved amazing things in their lifetime you know like Mm. they didn't just go on love island step out of there and then just get it given to them do you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day well for molly may she probably worked hard for molly may for herself Mm. however it's not the same grind that people 
have had like to be able to actually go and grind and to actually Mm. make a name for themselves in the fashion industry there's another guy actually I heard him I was on a talk I I saw a talk of him like with my company Um, I've forgotten his name he's French um, a black guy and he works for Balmain Oliver something yeah I think so Uh, something like that um and he works with kim kardashian oh yeah olivier yeah olivier roostag (laughs) roostag i think yeah and like he does he spoke just hearing him speak like Mm. he was an orphan you know and he Mm. literally like he was an orphan he managed to to make to make a name for himself to like bring himself up in the fashion industry as a as a black man Mm. you know in fashion and now he's the creative director of Balmain I'm sorry like it's not like we need we need to like it's not the same level you know like Molly Mm -hmm. May and and these fantastic people who have really been putting in the work and you know stuff like mm. that we can't hold her and the same thing like I'm sorry Molly May, you did not have the same 24 hours as these people yeah <laughs> yeah know? it's true you did not you did not have the same 24 24 hours as these people it's just literally and yeah because especially like especially like say just even talking about Olivier um him growing up as an orphan and he's black Mm. in France, Mm. you know, where like, obviously there's a lot of, like a lot of racism and a lot of Mm. like, like who the fuck are you kind of thing. And, (laughs) you know, especially in the fashion industry, he did not have the same 24 hours as you, Molly May. Mm. He didn't. I think the grind is definitely different as well when you're, um, like if you're her, you've come from parents that aren't poor You've come from parents, like compared to this mm. Olivier guy, she come from parents. Like it's just the way she kind of made out that the playing field is leveled. That is what just got my back up yeah. a little bit because it's like these people have actually, they've like, they've had stuff to lose. Like yeah. it, getting into fashion isn't something that's easy and that everyone can easily do. But mm-hmm. I think social media has made it easy for pretty girls that look a certain way to just yeah, jump exactly. up the ranks um, that other people haven't been able to do in the past. So yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it's just, I just kind of wanted to just like mention that because it is just, just like not, mm. just not kind of even thinking of it as in that, like thinking of the gravity of the role being called creative director, like mm. um, in the fashion, in the fashion world. If we if you don't really know about that, of course, like you're just gonna think, oh, well, well done, Molly May. I like even so, I still think well done to her. Mm. Like I think clearly, in her for her for Molly May, mm. she worked. I'm gonna do quotations. She worked hard for mm-hmm. her to make those connections to be able to be the scapegoat for Pretty Little Thing. Because I I think mm. she is a scapegoat. I think there's a reason why they put her face on Pretty Little Thing. I think she is the scapegoat for them. Um, another thing that I was heard when I was listening to Starland, was it Starland City? Um, and mm. um, kind of in the, in the show, like they had Molly Mae walking out with the models mm. and like usually 
that would be the designer who would do that. Mm-hmm. But like the designers were sitting in the audience. And like even that, it's just kind of like, you're not even the designer of the show. You're not the curator no. of this show. You're not, I'm not sure how much input you had in this show, to be honest. I'm not really sure what your job role <laughs> really entails. Um, so it's like just stuff like that. Yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy. Um, but I the just designers think- must be a bit like, it must be that they're not 100% proud of their work. Because if you think about it, they steal so many designs. It's like, why would you mm. want to claim being the, the pretty little things designer and putting your face to everything but, Pretty Little well, Thing the, does. But the thing is, I think it's more like the designers, like they've, they've got the job, they're designing. Yeah. yeah. How there's the, but there'll be loads and loads and loads of designers for Pretty Little Thing. Mm. It's not just going to be like one person. Whereas like, you know, with these other kind of, um, proper like fashion houses you know mm-hmm. there'll be iconic designers and iconic yeah. designs kind of thing whereas this is a pretty lot of things so to be honest like yeah it's good they've got their designer jobs and mm. they're getting paid for it um, so yeah like I, I'm not sure I wouldn't say that it's like just shame, shame mm. but I would say that it's also like well this is just like they're starting like they've got somewhere where they've been able to do some designs and they are getting some money mm. and stuff like that um mm. but yeah but i i do really think that um i just i think molly may is a scapegoat for pretty little thing like her face is there that's why she's getting all the backlash that's why it's like like i i don't believe so so they had the pretty little thing protest um obviously protesting against the fact that like a lot of the clothing um, mm. people aren't getting paid for it there's a factory in Leicester where people weren't weren't getting paid like they mm. were, weren't getting paid minimum wage let alone living wage like um, for Crazy. what they were producing and that was in the UK um, like you know it's happening in the UK not just overseas and so they were protesting this because obviously they're a um, pretty little thing or overproducing too much you know mm. um and also they're bringing out their new thing with oh yes they're bringing out a marketplace so people can resell their pretty little thing clothes blah 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 and it's just kind of like well you're just it's just like a greenwashing thing yeah and, and yeah. also it's just so they can get money back because obviously mm. they're losing a lot of money from depop um which brett also exp- um, mentions in the podcast mm. um episode interesting yeah yeah because i because when they said that i was just like well what like okay they're doing this they're just well you know they're not the first place to have kind of a marketplace because like Mm. you've got asos marketplace but asos marketplace actually gives a online marketplace for vintage boutiques and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and also like for boutiques where you can actually look for different kind of vintage clothing and it gives them a space for that whereas like pretty little thing is just letting people just resell their pretty little thing dresses that they haven't worn or they've worn once on there but then it's like who's going to want to buy last season's in dress (laughs) kind of thing Mm. (laughs) like you know people buy it on depop but like are they going to want to go on pretty little thing and buy it probably not and it's just another thing just to pretend like they're doing something for the environment whereas the only way they can actually have a positive impact is if they start paying their workers and produce a lot most a lot less of the clothing that they're producing yeah because it's they're greenwashing so much to the point where it's they're they're 
they're encouraging people to buy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this this encourages people to buy more because they're going on this like um, their version of Depop or whatever it's called, the marketplace, mm-hmm. and people feel like they're doing something good because they're like, oh, yeah. it's it's just like it's just um, re- clothes, and I'm just wearing someone's clothes that they've already worn. Yeah, but really, you're you're still pay like it's the packaging, the posting, mm-hmm. the like you're still using materials to post it to someone. It's still like you. It's not as good as what I feel like they're acting like it's a massive revolutionary yeah. thing. But the when thing it's is, like, is, is that, it? like, it's not even like they're recycling because no. they're still going to be producing the same amount of clothing every single year, regardless. You know, yeah. it's just that because, and like, it's just that people just have somewhere else to do a secondhand shop mm. like they're just going to be buying back their clothing and like and might and probably won't even be able to shift it because yeah. who's going to want yeah. to buy the la- last season's in dress no mm. one like if they if they were going to use a business model where they were going to um change like as in have a kind of recycling scheme where okay mm. bring back your pretty little thing clothing so they can get back everything back and it can just kind of go into some kind of recycle scheme it's it's not not it's mm. not even perfect but like an offset how much they're producing so and produce less and actually pay your damn workers like <laughs> um, maybe yeah. then we can kind of start seeing a bit of sustainability but i just know mm-hmm. it's just all a ploy and i just feel like and this is the thing this is another reason why when it comes to molly may um I just say I think she's a scapegoat because everyone wants to come and criticize Molly May, but look, there's there's people who own this company and they and it's their company and it's their business model. It's not Molly May, like like yeah, yeah, Molly May's creative director, but what is she actually doing as creative director? <laughs> like, what is she actually mm. doing? And is she actually qualified to be like a full on creative director? No. So like, mm. can we actually believe that? she can actually make significant change in pretty little thing no No. she's she's a scapegoat (laughs) she's literally she's literally just the face of pretty little thing Mm. do you know what i mean because how many creative directors model like none (laughs) this is what (laughs) i mean she still models and influences for pretty little things so I feel like it's just it's just a fake title. She's a scapegoat. I like, I slightly feel bad for her, but at the same time, like regardless, she's making how much money, so I don't really feel anything. Um, but like, but the girl can't go and try and go to Louis Vuitton and be creative creative director there. No. You know, like no. they will laugh at her. They'll be like, "Who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. No way." Yeah. <laughs> it's Do you know what I mean? So like, she she can only like she'll just have this title for how long mm. do you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah, yeah she can't go to she can only go to other fast fashion companies really yeah it's true because pretty little things just sounds tacky <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but yeah anyway that's an, that's enough on her and mm. pretty little thing but yeah pretty little thing protest it was just very um listen to that episode um, Murad Morali um, with Brett inter- interviewing Brett from Love Island it was very interesting just hearing what they had to say and just hearing just hearing what Brett had to say about the protests and stuff like that it just sounds really mm. interesting his experience of the of, of the protests and stuff yeah anyway 
Yeah, so love is blind. Mm-hmm. Love is blind. So yeah. What did you um, think? Okay. I was quite happy. So we've we've caught up with Love is Blind. I'm not sure. Did we speak about this last week? Did we speak about where we were up to or not at all? No, we haven't we haven't mentioned this at all. Okay. Yeah. So I feel that Love is Blind. I feel like um some of these women on this show can do better. I feel <laughs> like they shouldn't have to settle for these whatless men that they have not even seen before in their life. Um, because I'm sorry, some of these proposals was just like, the mm. fuck? I'm sorry, like, cause, okay, first can I, okay, I'm gonna just mention, first Shane and Natalie, yeah. I'm sorry, this guy Shane. So Natalie was just like, look, what are you doing? I like mm. you, you like me. So, hurry up about it kind of thing and I yeah. liked her being direct I liked her kind of just telling Shane what it was and he was like oh, yeah I've, I've got your name in a heart on my book mm. blah 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 you know he's just saying a lot of sweet things Yeah, but yeah. then he <laughs> walks into the pod one day asks if it's another girl and like they haven't e- she hasn't even spoken all she said is hello Shane's walked in and said Shana but really it's Natalie and um, mm. that was and the most cringe thing I've ever seen in my life like so I was awkward. cringing so <laughs> awkward and Natalie was just like what <laughs> and then he proceeded to be like oh what are you wearing so now Natalie is like the fuck this is what you're talking to yeah. Shana about what are you wearing? Like, what the hell is this? And then he proceeded to carry on talking and be like, Shayna, mm. Shayna. And then she was like, it's it's not Shayna. And he was like, then he goes, fuck. Then he flies off a ha- flies off the handle and, just, and then starts having to go at her. And I was just like, He's hold on, hold on, issues. hold on. The guy literally, literally. Issues. I was just like, hold on. For Natalie, I'm sorry. Natalie, that was a red flag then. That's where mm. you should have run away. And just left Shane to Shayna because they both they both deserve each other, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I would not have even entertained a conversation with him about about anything. I would have just been like, "Look, you can have Shayna. I'm done. Like, this, this is not for me. I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I do believe Natalie and Shane did have like did have a really strong connection in the pods because I think because I think mm. the thing is with Shane like he was only really from what we saw though he was only really mm. talking about sex with Shana kind of thing mm. and I think he did have a deeper connection with Natalie because then he wouldn't have asked Natalie to be his girlfriend but mm. even that he asked Natalie to be his girlfriend and then um, tried to still ask Shana what she was wearing afterwards <laughs> and she was just like Shane was like, sorry, did you not just ask another bitch to be your girlfriend? Like, <laughs> fuck off. And <laughs> um, yeah. Shane's so, voice. Why were all the girls after him? His voice. I have no idea. He's so American. He sounds like a jock from like I, these high school shows. I don't think they were all after him. I think it was only Shana and Natalie. But, but still, I feel that's like a lot of I, people for this kind of show. <laughs> And there's people that true. have no one after them. True, that's true. I feel like they were just very much like they all recognized. They all knew it was him from his voice, mm. obviously, because he was just very annoying. But um, 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. On to kind of Jarrett and Ayana. I'm just saying all these names because I know that Diana doesn't know anyone's names properly. <laughs> no, I do know their names. I do. It, the, the couple that I don't know is um, the white girl and the white guy. The one that that just white makes issues out of everything. Oh, what? Um, Nick and Danielle. Yeah, them. That's it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was funny because when I was messaging Diana, she's the way she was remixing names. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> I okay. forget. There's so many characters. Yeah. Anyway, Jarrett and Ayana. I mm. Ayana. I don't know why you said yes to his proposal. I don't even know why that was considered a real proposal. I don't feel like it was. Um, mm. Basically, so the day before, Jarrett just asked Mallory the question. Oh if I were to propose to you, what would you say? She said no, because she liked someone else more. Mm. And then he started bawling his eyes out. And (laughs) And started punching things. (laughs) Literally, and crying for ages. And it's just like, hold on. She didn't actually turn down a proposal from you though, for one. You asked asked a dumb question. So like, you know, anyway. No, but and she asked. She asked, "Are you okay?" And he goes, "No, I'm not okay." And I was yeah. thinking, "Fucking hell, just All suck these it men up!" Are just such suck babies, literally. Um. Anyway, and then when he went to go chat to Ayana, because like she was like, "Oh, I know you." So you proposed to Mallory, blah blah blah. And then he was like, "Yeah, but I was always weighing it between you and Mallory." And yeah, and look, I just feel I just have this connection with you, blah blah blah. And the next thing you know, he's on one knee and he's like, "Yeah, will you marry me?" And I was just like, "Hold on, what? Mm. This is not just a conversation to clear the air." Like, what do you mean? Will you marry me? Like, the girl didn't even get dressed up because she didn't know the proposal was coming. Like, mm. how fucking rude! Like, yeah, nah. yeah. And the reason for him wanting to marry her was, you're so resilient. You've been through Ugh. so much, and I respect that it's about so you. Strong. It's like, but what do you like about her personality? Literally, resilience isn't something to strong. bang on about because people are resilient because they've been through trauma so why is it like that you've enjoyed you you like you like what the you trauma. like about her is that she's been through she's a lot been of trauma, trauma and she can deal with shit like oh, that's, that's not sake. something to love about someone literally like, what are you trying to say you what you want her to to enjoy your trauma from you yeah. like like it's, it's admirable but it's not like you shouldn't be your main it's not a reason draw towards someone yes. yeah <laughs> like and when and as well when her family were asking or like even his family mm. were asking oh what is it about her all the time she's strong she's resilient she's like, and i'm just like these aren't qualities yeah. <laughs> like, maybe like she's beautiful and she's funny like, yeah. none of like that. i mean you've seen her now so you know she's beautiful yeah so why why is that not like why can't you say that <laughs> literally oh gosh um yeah so jared and ayana yeah from the get-go um and then you had deeps and shake um, oh, I don't know oh what, what is wrong with this guy Shake all the time. Like both actually from the beginning, both of them were saying how they have never date. Like so, Deeps and Shake um, are Indian on Love Is Blind, and they were both saying how they've never dated within their race. They always go for blondes, blonde people. I don't Red know flag. why. Literally red flag and and no main red flag is because they were describing the hair color like why can't you just say that you just go for white people please like <laughs> please like they did so say annoying. that though after a while they they said that they were talking about white people afterwards 
Yeah, but that's yeah. what I quite like about Love is Blind in comparison to Love Island because it's like they l- literally talk about race. Like they, they don't yeah. hide. Because even... Um, Too name? Hot to Natalie. Handle as well. Oh, wait, yeah. you and Natalie? Yeah, the Natalie. A- the Asian girl, she was like, yeah, like uh, people always have this preconception about me because I'm Asian, yes, so it'd be yeah. nice to meet someone in a different way. And like just mm-hmm. with Love Island, you never get that. But with no, this, it's you grown. never get the truth in Love Island. Um, no. But like, but these people are actually looking to get married to the to yeah. people they've never seen. Yeah. But, um, what I liked about Deeps and Shake here is that I'm sorry, from that experience, from watching their experience, no one can tell me not to date outside my race, because <laughs> the thing is, is that they connected and decided to go forward with each other because they both connected over the fact that they had similar upbringings, the fact that they had mm. similar experiences growing up. They, and that's how they had, that was the basis of their deeper connection because when mm. because they could relate to each other, they understood each other and they understood mm. kind of like the issues that they could go through and stuff. So I'm sorry, no one can tell me about dating outside your race because they went on Love is Blind, like swore down that they never mm. have gone near Indian people in their life except for their mm. families so they've never gone to date Indian people in their whole lives and we're about to go and marry each other so, yeah yeah but I just find like Shake he was the worst character by far because yes. at the beginning he was even asking women about their weight like oh would I be able to carry you at a festival on my shoulders the, the whole aim of the game festival? is that when, when you're married why why will you be going to, why will you be out of festival <laughs> yeah marriageable age and you're looking about going going to a festival because you met Avicii one time no oh. <laughs> in a cave or something yeah I remember him talking about that but he didn't um, even meet I him think... I think they would I think Avicii was just at the same party yeah <laughs> I, I just think like you're meant to be going on that show because you want to meet someone that you wouldn't normally go for like but yes. personality wise you click so why are you trying to guess what the person looks like yeah within the first day of dating and it was the fact that like he clearly was just not very like he was not very switched on because even the guys were checking him for it they were like yeah you're on love is blind why are you asking those questions and then and then that made him be like oh actually yeah, yeah. why am i asking these questions <laughs> and, and then it was like oh yeah i used to be the chubby kid look no one gives a shit like that's not yeah. a reason to be concerned about other people's weight just because you used to be fat when you were a little kid like that's mm. that's not that's not it no just shut mm. up like because you're a skinny no. prick right now and um <laughs> sorry like yeah yeah i don't want to be shaming anyone i'm being skinny or anything but Shake is just <laughs> stupid. But um, anyway, so coming to the weddings, yeah. I actually like that m- that majority of people stood up for themselves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like only two people got married, spoiler alert, but you I guys should have watched it. I guess that. Yeah. But I didn't Deanna, think it would be Deanna. those two. Did you not? Who did you think no, it was I... going to get married? I thought it was going to be Shane and Natalie, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be Mallory and Salvador. Is the name Salvador? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the others, I wasn't, I wasn't convinced on. Okay, that's okay. very wrong. That's very I feel wrong. like I knew that Danielle and Nick would just get married because I think Nick was just Nick is just in this place where it's just like 
he wants to get married desperately. Yes, he's like desperate. Like I feel like but he's just I, desperate. I thought he was getting fed up with her because she was being so fucking annoying. I thought yes. he was seeing the flags and being like, this isn't what I want. I want some more time. But yeah. he obviously but was I think fine with it. He has some red flags himself because the way he was there doing up like chatty patty. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. He like, was gossiping too much. He was doing chat, chat, chatty, stirring shit. He was literally like, and as well, when he got into his chatty patty mode, it was just like, mm. oh, I'm sorry. Like, are you a different person? Because I felt like he was very much imitating like a queer guy when yeah, he was doing that. the chatty pattiness and it's like because yeah, he was like I just went and asked her I did this and yeah. it, I was just like why are you getting so and involved? cocking his hip out and stuff and it's just like yeah. what is this new character like what is going <laughs> on and um yeah that's why I say imitating I say Im- imitation because it was mm. very weird how he just changed up um mm. But yeah, like that girl Danielle was fucking annoying. Like, just shut up. Yeah. Maybe the she time, was the worst character. Actually. She was. Um, yeah, because I did start to I like Shake sometimes. Shake. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, I enjoyed Shake sometimes. He was enjoyable. He was annoying. Mm. It was fun when his mother would check him and be like, well, yeah. she deserves something better than that then. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his mother was even checking him. Um, but with Shake, sorry, just like. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Quickly, with with at the end where he was like, "Well, yeah, I I was gonna reject her anyway, so I'm glad she got the chance to reject no, me I don't first." Think he I just even thought, said that. He he did at the end, didn't he? When they were no, chatting, he was like, "Someone else he was said like, I'm that." Glad she- no, but he was like, I'm glad it was this way round. He was like, I'm, I, all I'm saying is I'm he said, glad he it was said this it was, way round. He did say it was, he was glad it was that way round, but I don't mm. think he said he was going to... Re- I really think... Okay, sorry, because we've just skipped over. Yeah, Daniel and Nick, don't mm. like them. Anyway, Deeps and Shake. Yeah, so Deeps came. She went to the altar and she was just like, no, I deserve someone who will actually like me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the end, period. I'm gone. Shake, I'm sorry, the guy looked like he was about to cry. Like, he I, did. I think he was going to say yes. I think he was because she turned up and he was like, "Oh, you look so hot," and I thought, "Yeah, oh, you're like, oh, you're so stunning. You look beautiful." And like, yeah. I was, I, I think he was gonna say yes because I was thinking like he was ready to settle down, and I think he was just like, actually, you know, we're both Indian, you know, and know what, like, we would be able to raise a family. Our families are gonna be happy, mm. and also like, just like how I think it was how like our culture and like some of our parents they've learned they grew to love mm. each other yeah it will work out like I already know mm. that I love you I just need to stop being a little prick I think that's mm-hmm. that's what he was thinking <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but I just love how Deeps is like I'm sorry I deserve someone who actually wants me because yeah. I'm sorry, all the excuses Shake was making was just discussing oh she reminds me of my aunt what the fuck are you alright? It's so humiliating because if I was deeps and I'd have said yes and then I watched all of that back Literally. and he was like, the whole time, I'm not sure if I find her attractive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I'd don't just think be she like, can't even watch enough. it back now. No, that There's is no literally way. enough for me to just be like, I never want to speak to you again because yeah. you're you're humiliating me. And, and if and you don't well, find me attractive, I'm not forcing you to find me attractive. Like, yeah. go and find someone else. Literally. Because <laughs> as well, like, because deep, because the way Shake was like, oh no, we'll still be friends. We're going to be friends. And the way, like, I like how Deeps at the end was just like, Shake's lost the best thing in his life but I'm yeah. gone. And like, and the <laughs> thing is, it's like, there's no way she's going to be friends with you because you are a prick. No. Like you said all of that about her. Mm. And it's just like, 
no, why should she be friends with you? Like, mm. she don't owe you nothing to be friends with you. Like, yeah, she doesn't. But, so I just liked that she kind of took control and was just like, no. <laughs> and I, I'm just so, I'm just so glad for, I'm just so happy for her. I'm glad that's what he deserves because he was doing too mm. much shouting, shouting, shouting all the time about how he wasn't attracted to her. I reckon mm-hmm. even his, even his mother would have gone and warned Deeps to say no. Like, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, his own mother would have just been like, DT, you deserve better than, than this useless boy. Like, so, <laughs> yeah nah nah yeah and then Mm. I just want to talk about okay Ayan no sorry Mallory and Sal I like that (laughs) Sal said no (laughs) I I was shocked Sal said no because I I was was convinced that he was so so in love with her yeah but I also so I was me too and I was also shocked and then as well on another hand I kind of think like was he leading her on then with all the stupid singing and the playing guitar all the oh. time? Because it's just like, what were you trying to do? And Mallory would just, Mallory would find some kind of tears of, mm. don't know what, of dread, happiness. Every time he would start singing. <laughs> Every time he got that guitar, he's like, he got out oh. that ukulele. There were tears in her eyes. And it was like, um, you're my fiance. You're beautiful like Beyonce. And I was oh, like, shut the fuck, fuck up. Don't and, and bring I Beyonce she, into this. <laughs> she would cry and she'd be like, you're so cute, Sal. And I'd just be thinking, you're really trying to convince yourself that you, you're attracted to yes. him, but you're not. You're always Literally. trying to convince yourself. You're so cute. I love you're you so, so right. You don't actually love him. You really don't. You are don't. so right and I think Sal She's knew that as well yeah. yeah I think Sal knew that as well because I think um, the, I think what it was with Mallory she was just trying to do all this convincing because she was just trying to have someone different than she usually goes for yeah she was and I trying think she, and I think she also liked that he was also Latino as well and yeah, stuff like that yeah. and um, so they had those similarities <laughs> And but when she saw him for the first time, she was like, shit, I don't, I don't fancy this guy at all. And Sal was upset by it. And, you know, yeah. and then Sal cried when she was, when Jarrett was chatting to her, chatting oh. to shit to Mallory as well. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, Jarrett is a pig, man. I don't, I, yeah, I'm not happy with that guy. I don't think I like him. I think Ayana can do better. Um, Same. I think yeah. Ayana can do better. But, oh gosh, literally. So like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that Sal said no because I think he Mm. saw through Mallory I think he's just like you Mm -hmm. actually don't like me I also have a feeling that he probably still has a thing with his ex because why was she turning up banging down the door of his sister's house why why does she know where his sisters live if she was just a fling (laughs) I, I think I think he got into a situation shit with that girl then was just mm. like, oh, well, and told her from the beginning, oh, well, I, I've signed up for this and now this is what I want to do. I want to do the show. I want to do the show. Mm. And she was just like, well, we're together. Don't you like me? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Cancel the show. <laughs> I think that's what it was <laughs> for her side. What I find strange, though, is that um, at the end, it was like he was reconsidering even bothering going on any more dates with Mallory. It was like, yeah, we'll just have to see how things go. And I was thinking, yeah, but you're weird. in love with her. <laughs> this is what I mean. It was very weird because it was Mallory trying to do all the talking, being like, okay, so mm. what now? What do you, you want to go do? on dates? Yeah. We, you know, we yeah. can go on dates. We can get to know each other more. We can still, are we going to pursue a relationship? Like she, mm. she was very much on that. Like, are we going to pursue a relationship and see how it works? And he was very like, 
reluctant. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then at the end, I don't know what it is about Sal. I feel like he just really has to have the last say because at the end, <laughs> then he was just like, oh, yeah, so let's just go on a date. Will you let me take you on a date? And I'm just like, yeah. wasn't this what she was asking you? Yeah, this whole time you've been like, oh, like you need to give me some space. Give me a few days. And then five minutes later, he's like, oh yeah, let's go on a date. He's like, make up your fucking mind. Do you even want to go on a date with her or not? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I don't know about Mm. that one. Yeah, that one was just confusing. Um, I think he, I think secretly he is a player and, you know, he (laughs) likes putting people in situationships and he just does that, you know, ukulele crying routine because he thinks girls like the sensitive type and he's trying to be a nice guy and all that bullshit. So, yeah. I just get it though. He hasn't got that like thing about him that I get when Mallory saw him and she was like, hmm, because he's very like, like grow a beard Wear something that suits Literally, you a little bit more. The, like, you know the come guys, on. It, you know when they like they were in the rooms with the guys and stuff? One yeah, of the guys told yeah. him, oh, if you grew a beard, yeah. Like they, they yeah. said that to Literally. him. Like they were giving him advice, but no, like Sal is, you know. He Sal. has potential to be more attractive than what he is. I think that that's the thing. Yeah, but, but he likes being that wet, like nice yeah. guy. He likes he likes playing the nice guy. Yeah, the wet nice guy, definitely. Mm, the boy next door. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, and lastly, Ayana and Jarrett. Hmm. Um. So they did get married. Hmm. Um. I feel like. I I don't know about it. Like I think it's nice that they got married, but at the same time, I think, yeah. I'm not too sure. I think they were very drunk on the wedding day. The way that they were all over each other. They're not normally all over each other like that. Mm, they're all actually like, they're kind of like on each other a bit. Because Jarrett, Jarrett would be all over her, like in like would carry her into the bedroom and shit. We've seen stuff like that. Yeah. But then he's also yeah, just but- always out with his mates. Yeah, that. <laughs> and how old is he? Like 35? Is he? I don't know. I made that up. <laughs> and still chats <laughs> to his exes, and like I just think it's oh, just that. Yeah, oh. I think it's just mad as well that he um, chats to his. No, sorry. I just remember he chats to his exes in case one of them works in HR. Honestly, <laughs> can get him a job. What a fucking joke. <laughs> I'm sorry, your ex is not giving you a job in her company. Why the fuck that? Honestly, like what I said to you the other day, it's like saying, oh, I'm not cutting anyone off in my life. I'm not cutting any of my old friends off or anyone off because what if a career career um, opportunity thing comes up and yeah, and I can get Can't a job with them. Can't you find your them. own career opportunities? Yeah, in it. And I, <laughs> I don't like the guys that are like, I know, I know it's kind of nice in some sense, but where they're like, oh, I want to build an empire with this person. Like, and I think that's why he was attracted to Mallory because Mallory was like, yeah, I've got like three properties. And he was like, oh, like that, that's when yeah, he's he was up and he money. wanted to pick her yeah, yeah. Like, and the thing is as well the way he was there going on about how yeah I want to have kids straight away and Ayana's like I'm in school bruv <laughs> <laughs> like it has to it, it's gonna have to wait a couple yeah. of years so I can finish my yeah. masters and it, I just don't like this whole kind of like it's like he's saying things and he really thinks what he says goes and I, yeah, I just yeah. I don't like that atmosphere and as well the fact that like Ayana would try and address something with him and he'll just brush it off yeah he really was um, 
very like nonchalant about a lot of things. It was like, yeah, but this isn't a big deal. He did yeah. say that, but it was just his body language and his expression. It just never seemed to be like serious and like really yeah. he didn't seem to look like he was comprehending what she was saying, but maybe he was, but it just didn't it didn't come across like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just yeah. Mm. But Love is blind. Do you think that's the way forward? Um, yeah, what I said to you at the beginning of the show, I said, like, I could go on this. I, it's nice seeing people build connections behind a wall and like really learn mm-hmm. about each other and, you know, build a relationship off of what you've actually got in common. But the way forward, I feel like we're all too shallow. Like we all do have our physical yes. types and we all want certain things whether it's as simple as like someone taller than you or someone that has this kind of Mm -hmm. physique like everyone is picky and if if I come out the door and Salvador was there I can't (laughs) lie I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be gassed I'd be a bit like "Hmm." you'd you'd have Mallory's reaction (laughs) yeah I would I would you'd give him a side hug (laughs) (laughs) kiss on the cheek it's not because he's ugly it's just because it's like I like guys that are a certain way physically (laughs) and He's, he's not bad physically. It's just like, he's not giving me what I'd want. Like, he's just not physically. giving you anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just giving you so I know it would work. work for some people, but it just wouldn't work for me. No. Yeah, I mm, I don't believe love is blind. <laughs> I, just, I don't believe it is. <laughs> and I also don't believe that to get married, that love is everything. <laughs> I don't like, I just really think that so many other factors come into this. And I think I'm more on the perception that like you can grow to love someone in the end. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I also feel like, like I might just get married out of convenience, but like, (laughs) you know, and one day maybe we'll love each other. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but then that, mean, that's cause... me talking like I've never actually I've never been in a relationship before. Like maybe I will fall in love mm. one day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't believe love is blind. Um I feel like love can be shown in lots of different ways, not just mm. emotional. And I think it's can be dangerous when love is just emotional because mm-hmm. it's like, what about that kind of like you know like the common sense part of it or you know mm. yeah because you see with with some of the couples there once once the actual logistical side of being in love come into place so like the getting on with the family members mm. and the going back to work and the like routine kind of stuff yeah that's when things start to go down the drain because like people are getting mad at people for wanting to spend time with like family like that that fucking girl whatever her name yeah. is the brunette girl she was like oh she's so demanding and yes. this guy was just trying his best but yeah when, when when the real world comes into play emotions aren't enough yeah exactly exactly and it's like yeah yeah so like in my case I personally don't believe love is blind mm. <laughs> yeah same. um I don't think I, I don't think I could go on there like yeah I would because I would, I would go on there and I would just be s- sceptical and as well mm-hmm. like just talking to that many people because like you see how many people just don't even get matched with anyone and then yeah. it's just like like 
like there must all of those people there must have just been having dead those people that you didn't even see in their pods at all Mm -hmm. like there must have just been having very dead conversations and and the thing is as well like i i can understand the dead conversations because on hinge all my conversations are quite dead Mm. at the moment as well Mm. and it's like it's not me (laughs) it's definitely not me like it's just the people that I'm talking to some people you just can't talk to some people just don't know how to chat literally oh my gosh and like just (laughs) I don't want to say too much (laughs) I don't want to say too much but yeah like yeah I don't think love is blind no me too. My um, AirPods are running out of charge. Okay. <laughs> I keep well, getting alerts in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> alerts in your ear. Charge mm. headset. Anyway. Um, mm. Yeah. Should we inject it now that we know that love is mm-hmm. not blind? Um, yeah. Yeah. What are you injecting this week? Um, mine is to... It's going to be related to Russia and everything else that's happening right now. Um, just make sure that you are spreading love and kindness and happiness to the people around you. Um, And like, if that's all you can do right now, that's all you can do right now. Just try and ensure that your circles are full of love and positivity. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Mine is um, like, maybe not even like I feel like it relates to what's going on in the world but at the same time it's just not it's not even just about Mm. that but like I've been feeling a bit helpless today and just feeling like Mm. like I just feel like I can't there's there's nothing I can do about anything but it's just like if you're feeling helpless just remember that just to kind of just take a step back take a deep breath and just try and realign just try and just just think about kind of just what what it is that you want to do what it is that you want what is your focus what you want to achieve just and just remember that you're doing everything that you can and just remember that you Mm. are you're doing you're doing great sweetie like just literally you're just Mm -hmm. like you guys are doing amazing I know just we just go through these funks where we're just like it's just like what the fuck do I do now and just feeling like just helpless to be able to do anything however just remember just try and just come take a step back and remind yourself of what you are about and what is your focus and know what like your things are gonna come so yeah anyway that is it for us on injected podcast thank you guys for joining us thank you for listening and yeah like you can follow us you can no, you can follow us on injected underscore pod on instagram twitter tiktok all of that um use a hashtag injected podcast if any of this is resonating with you if you agree disagree whatever don't forget to leave us a five-star review on spotify and on apple Podcasts. and yeah thank you for joining us i am alexandra you can find me at alxndr underscore nic on instagram and I'm Diana, and you can find me at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram. Go follow us. Go listen to some of our old episodes. 
This is episode number 61. What the fuck? Crazy. Mm. Very crazy. But yeah, um, thank you for listening. And we will see you guys next week.